Does the NFL have a sports betting issue on their hands? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schuber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Tuesday. We're back into the news format here today with a pretty major story uh, that developed yesterday in the National Football League or has been developing over the last couple of weeks and months in the National Football League, and it took another turn yesterday, and that being about the NFL's gambling policy and players being caught under said gambling policy. So we will discuss the latest, uh, the NFL investigating, uh, apparently, uh, Colts corner Isaiah Rogers. We will discuss an athletic story that just came out discussing players anonymously talking about the gambling policy and whether or not the NFL um, has a sports betting problem, a sports betting issue on their hands. At first, let's talk about the news at hand and what has brought us here to this being the topic here today. We learned yesterday that the NFL is investigating uh, Isaiah Rogers for potential uh, violations of the league gambling policy. The team acknowledged uh, the inquiry on Monday in a statement, uh, but they did not name Rodgers. They said that they were aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. Rodgers then came out with a statement, quote, I know I have made mistakes and I am willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. The last thing I ever wanted to do was be a distraction to the Colts organization, my coaches, and my teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL and I have never taken that lightly. I am very sorry for all of this, end quote. So that Isaiah Rogers' statement. And here's some of the uh, information from the ESPN story about what uh, is being investigated. Uh, the sportsbook account apparently opened under the name of an associate of Rogers. Approximately 100 bets placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time. And this is the problem. This is the issue uh, that has probably got the NFL looking at this. It was including Colts games, according to the sources. Most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one uh, low four-figure bet. And this is a guy that started nine games in 2022, was probably going to be a starter this season. Um, there was a report earlier in the day uh, that there was an investigation into a Colts player betting, including wagers on his own team. And then this kind of connected the dots to this. And, and look, the NFL has shown they've got this policy in place. Under no circumstances can you bet on NFL games. You can bet on other sports, just not at the team facility. And so far what we've seen, we've seen Calvin Ridley get a one-year suspension for while not playing, betting on Falcons games. Got a suspension for a year, even though he wasn't playing. And then we just saw this past offseason, Jamison Williams, uh, Stanley Berryhill, uh, and a couple of other players uh, suspended for six games. And again, that was betting on other sports while on team property. And so that is the parameters that we have had of where you bet on your own team, you weren't around, that's one year. You bet on other sports while at the team facility. Betting at the team facility in any capacity is a no-no. That got... Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill, six games. There were four Lions players that got caught up in that suspension. And the thing that I immediately get drawn to here, guys, and it's going to be a cross-sport comparison, but it's the first thing that I think of when I see stories like this, is you have a league here in the NFL that is taking, what, millions of dollars from these sports betting companies? You've got stadium deals for teams in which sports books are being put inside these stadiums. You have um, stadiums themselves being named um, after these sports books. So the NFL, from just their perspective, and we will get into the 
entirety of this conversation here in just a second. But just from the NFL's perspective, if they're going to take millions of dollars from these uh, sports betting places, if these sports betting venues are going to put sports books inside their venues, inside these stadiums, and you're going to have stadiums named after these sports betting ventures, you need complete transparency and you need people to feel that there is nothing that is, you know, um, but there any there's any potential mishappenings going on. There, there need everything needs to be on the up and up. Everything needs to pass, you know, a quality control check and appear to be above board, right? That's what the NFL needs to strive for when they're taking millions of dollars. If there is any semblance of impropriety, that's a problem for the NFL, right? And so that is why they have their 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 policy in place, and that is why they hand down these punishments. Calvin really got suspended for a year with a policy in place for betting on what he bet on the Falcons, even though he wasn't playing at the time he was hurt and he was away from the team. Jamison Williams got suspended for six games for betting on another sport while at the team facility. I think of Pete Rose being the manager of the Cincinnati Reds and Major League Baseball not having any gambling dollars being infused into their their budget, being infused into their profit and loss statements. Uh, I think of him being the manager of the team, not an actual player for the team. I think of him betting on his team to win games, never betting on his team to lose games, potentially putting out there the idea that he threw games. And Major League Baseball suspended Pete Rose for life. Pete Rose, with all the, the context that I just gave you, that the, at Major League Baseball was not taking any gambling dollars at that time. He was a manager. He was, um, you know, betting on his team to win. All that stuff got suspended for life. Still suspended for life. If Isaiah Rogers, while an active member of the team who played nine games last year, is is found to have been betting on Colts games, I don't see a scenario where Isaiah Rogers plays football ever again. The NFL is going to want to send a clear message. And I see a lot of conversation currently going on in the live YouTube chat, and I greatly appreciate all of the banter that we're having. There's a separate conversation that we can have about the policy itself and the enforcement of said policy from the NFL, the NFLPA, and the player's perspective. And we will get into that. But just looking at this from what we do know and what we know the punishments will be, I don't know how Isaiah Rogers isn't immediately put on the commissioner's exempt list and it's a long time before he comes back. If this, if these allegations are proven to be true, that he was betting on, on Colts games. If you're an active player betting on Colts games, I do not see a scenario in which you are playing football for the foreseeable future, if ever again. That's going to be a tough thing for the NFL to welcome that player back into the fold. Now, this is the first time they're going to be confronted with something that could be up to this magnitude, and we'll see how they handle it. Now, that's the news, and that's what I think will happen here. But let's talk about the NFL gambling policy as a whole, and we'll weave in some of these comments. Um, and, and Heldy, who is our resident Colts fan in the chat, says, Outside of my clear bias, I will never take the NFL sides on this. Taking millions of dollars from sportsbooks should and will open you up for this kind of thing. So, yes, they're taking money from the sportsbooks, and, and it's going to put them in this awkward position where they're going to have to, to have these punishments. But it's not as if the, the gambling policy is this obscure piece of legislation in the CBA, in the rulebook that people can't find. It's very well known what the punishments are. And so for me, the failure on this, and Heldy, I agree with you that I'm not going to take the NFL sides on this. This is a failure of NFL leadership. This is failure of NFLPA leadership. This is failure of team leaderships from all 32 teams across the National Football League. If this is such a big deal for the NFL, then this needs to be a priority every single offseason. You send an NFL representative, you send an NFLPA representative, and those two sides work hand-in-hand -hand to put on 
workshops, to put on Q&A sessions, to put on all sorts of different things where they can clearly every single year outline what this policy is, what you can do, what you can't do, what the punishments will be, what the punishments won't be. And that to me is the failure here. It is the failure of leadership from the NFL, from the PA, and from the teams themselves. And do you want to know how I know this is the failure? And you're going to see me looking off the screen here because I have a story that I want to reference. The Athletic just dropped a story yesterday about, uh, they talked to five different players who anonymously discussed you know, their thoughts on the gambling policy. Before I get into some of the, the meaty stuff on this, I'm going to read you some of the quotes just at the top of the story from some of these players. Quote, I had no idea, said a free agent with seven years of experience, uh, with seven years of NFL experience. Quote, I don't think any player knows about that. That's so specific. If players know about them, um, know about that, kudos to them in reference to the fact that you could not place mobile bets on other sports while at work. This is another quote. Quote, I thought that you couldn't bet on anything during the NFL season, end quote. Said a nine-year NFL vet. Quote, I didn't really look into it beyond that, end quote. This is another quote. Quote, I don't even know what the rule is or when the rule changed or the fine print on one you can or can't gamble on, end quote. Said a 10-year veteran. You have players who have been in the league for a very, very long time. You've got seven, nine, 10-year vets saying they don't know what the rules are. Now, is that their fault? Yeah, they should probably talk to their agents. They should probably talk to their PA reps on their teams and try to get an understanding on this if they're so concerned about it. Now, if there's somebody who's never going to consume sports betting and they're never even going to think about doing it while at the building, then, then they don't need to know these rules. But you've got players who have no idea what these rules are. To me, that is a lack of leadership from the NFL, from the PA, and from the teams themselves. That's the problem that I have with this. You've got multiple players anonymous, so they're not putting their names to it, but basically saying, I don't know what the rules are. And if somebody does know the rules, good for them. Sean says, what is the deal with betting at team facilities? I do not understand what the problem with that is. What is the NFL's reasoning? Now, that's a separate conversation. Now, I think we can get into this, the ticky-tack na uh, nature of the idea of if, if a player bets on probably not a great uh, thing to invoke here because it's in the news, but I see it in the story here because they're talking about golf. If they bet on the PGA Tour, right? While well, they're at the team facility. Is that really what we're trying to legislate out right now? Is that really what the NFL is trying to keep an eye on? I, to me, honest, to be honest with you, they would probably be more trying to keep an eye on the NFL-related stuff. But I can understand from understand it from the NFL's perspective. They want zero implications of the idea that their players, who are the product that people are ultimately gambling on, that they, they themselves are gambling on anything entirely. So if they're at the team facility, which is an NFL property, which the NFL properties are taking money from these gambling institutions, they don't want any semblance of a gray area. And so I can understand that's why the, the, the rule is in place. And the rules are the rules. Jamison Williams violated the rules. You, you got to get suspended for them. Now, do we should we have a conversation about potentially changing the rule? That's fine. Um, Jamie says, I never defend the NFL, but I am the but am, am I the only one that doesn't see the issue with the NFL accepting betting money and their reasoning? Insider trading is insider trading, whether it's stocks or gambling. Now, I think the, quote, betting at team facilities is ticky-tack, and I don't love that. But if you're betting on the NFL as an NFL player, you have to know that's wrong. I agree 100%. I agree 1,000%. If you are an NFL player and you are caught betting on NFL games like Calvin Ridley was and what is being alleged here against Isaiah Rogers, that's on you. But I also think that it's also on leadership because if you have players that are seven, nine, 10 year vets that have been in the league a long time, they've gone through cycles where rules get changed and things are different and they probably have been in meetings 
and they've been in those, you know, big lecture halls where those things are addressed to them. How is this stuff not addressed on a yearly basis with an NFLPA rep, with NFL leadership, with team leadership, outlining, discussing, going through these things and telling players what they can and can't do? Um, Eugene says the NFL needs to revisit the betting policy. We'll see if, if something comes of this, where there'll be a, a restructure of the betting policy. Bailey, I agree. Betting on the NFL as an NFL player shouldn't be allowed. The NFL taking money from these gambling places shouldn't have anything to do with it. Other sports in, in facilities makes no sense. And I think that's the divide here. I don't think we need a policy to say that it is. it, it would be common sense to say that NFL players shouldn't be betting on the games that they're participating in, right? And so that's, and that's really the, the issue that I have here. Um... Jamie, there's no excuse for betting on the NFL as an NFL player, especially after Ridley. I'm open to discuss the facility thing for betting on other stuff, but Rogers Ridley, don't get my sympathy. Agree 100. I think there's a I think there's a clear distinction between what Jamison Williams, Stanley Berryhill got suspended for, and what Calvin Ridley got suspended for, and what Isaiah Rogers is potentially being investigated for. I think there's a clear difference between those two things, and I think there's a legitimate conversation to be had of. Should we really be suspending players six games for what Jamison Williams and Stanley Berryhill did? I think that's a legitimate conversation for us to have. But to say that the gambling policy and the NFL and you wouldn't in the NFL is in the wrong here for what they're doing by taking gambling dollars, and then you have players um, getting suspended. I, I, I'm sorry, but you need to have the common sense to not bet on NFL games if you are an NFL player, and if that is what. Um, you know, that's what's being alleged of Isaiah Rogers. If ultimately the NFL's investigation comes to show that that's exactly what Isaiah Rogers did while an active player, I don't see him ever playing football again. I do not see a scenario where the NFL lets him back on the field again. They're taking in all these dollars. There's a PR part of this as well, but there's also a common sense uh, part of it. Bailey says, Chris, it's common sense. That's not on the NFL leadership as much. Here's where it is on NFL leadership, though. And I agree with you that it's common sense. At the end of the day, a player, these are grown adults. There are... They need to be, they need to be, they're responsible for their own behavior, right? Agree 100% that there's common sense. But if you're the NFL, you're taking millions of dollars, millions, from these gambling institutions, from the FanDuel's, the DraftKings, the Caesars, the BetMGM's, all of these places. You are taking in millions of dollars from these places to sponsor you in, in various ways. You don't think it would be kind of wise as NFL leadership, because this is this is a PR thing more than it is Anything else? You don't think it would be wise as NFL leadership to every year go in and reinforce this if it's such a big deal, if it's such a big priority, where you're suspending people for six games for just betting on other sports while at the team facility? If it's such a big deal, right? And I agree that it's a big deal. If it is a big deal, then NFL leadership needs to treat it like a big deal, and they should emphasize, re-emphasize, go over the top. Because while it is common sense, we now have two examples in the last two-plus seasons, three seasons, three years, in which there have been major violations of, of this rule, and you've got a story in which players who maybe would never get caught doing it because they, maybe they're not into sports gambling, but you have veteran players saying, I have no idea what the rules are. That's on NFL leadership. That's on NFLPA leadership. To me, that needs to happen. And I think Jamie's late, latest comment that I'm going to read is exactly the point that I'm trying to make. He shortened it into a couple of sentences of what I was just trying to say. The NFL should educate more simply because this is a bad look for the league, even if it's only in the news because they're punishing players. Any whiff of impropriety is bad for the league. That is where the NFL fa has failed here. That is the problem. 
it is common sense on the players to not bet on NFL games. Agree 100%. But it is such a big deal when this stuff gets in the news. I mean, I mean, think about it. You've got you've got subreddits. You've got the NBA subreddit to just go to a completely different sport here. You've got the NBA subreddit finding burner accounts of a referee that is that, that now has the NBA investigating said referee about potential calls that that referee has made in games. It, leagues take this stuff seriously when you've got when you've got betting implications when you have all of this sports betting dollars that come into the mix. Tuttle says that the player agents need to step up as well. I agree. This is this has been a failure across the board of the NFL PA to educate their players, the NFL leadership to emphasize how important it is to educate the players on this, the agents to make sure their players know what's going on, the players themselves, each individual team leadership in 32 leagues. Now, is this some, you know, existential crisis? Is this a thing that is, you know, permeating throughout the league right now? No. But every time we think this type of story dies down, we learn that the NFL is investigating somebody else. Isn't the NFL reportedly currently investigating another Lions player in connection to some to some gambling policy violations? Sam asks, who has more investigative power, the NFL or Reddit? Reddit's pretty good. But you understand the point that I'm making is like this stuff becomes important. Leagues are going to in 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 um, launch investigations into this kind of stuff, especially when they are in bed, shaking hands, taking dollars with these with these people with these institutions. And so where I have a problem with it is if it's going to be such a big deal where these are the level of punishments that you're going to, to to put down, there needs to be a level of accountability and responsibility from the league, from the PA, from these teams to educate their players on it. Al Bundy says it won't hurt. Uh, it won't hurt the league at all. The NFL is far too much of a juggernaut to be affected negatively by this. This is just a sports talk issue more than an issue to the NFL. Their business will be unaffected by it, like the way talking heads think it will be. I, I mean, I, I'm not making. I, I I don't think I've said we've been going for almost 18 minutes now in the podcast version of the show. I have not once said that this will hurt their business. I have not once said that this is going to hurt the league. I'm just talking about this from the league perspective, from PR. Now, I'll tell you, do we think this problem is going to go away anytime soon? Do we think that everybody thought Calvin Ridley would be the end of this? That after Calvin Ridley got suspended for a year, that nobody else would get caught or nobody else would do this and that this would stop. Since then, we've had now two major instances and, and potentially the Isaiah Rogers case, if what the allegation, if what the reported investigation is pertaining to ends up being true, it's bigger than Calvin Ridley. It's a bigger infraction than Calvin Ridley because it would be betting on games in which he was playing in potentially. And so for me, now the business probably won't be unaffected, but Al, I can see a scenario where if the league can't show that everything's above board, and that there's impropriety. Do these maybe gambling organizations not spend as much money the next go around? Do they maybe spend their money elsewhere? Certainly a possibility. Again, do I think it's going to be a huge financial hit? Do I think it's going to be a huge PR hit? I don't think so. But it is a big deal. And the longer that this goes on without potentially changes to the to the league's gambling policy or education further on the league's gambling policy and the more stuff that this is going to 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 come out it's a problem um 
Matt says the Lions have now lost all faith with the NFL on this and will assume no central assistance. They're going to run their own. Uh, they're going to be running their own workshops to avoid this happening again because teams can't afford to lose these guys this way. Right. And that's where the teams can step up. Heldy says, I've always been against leagues partnering with gambling organizations anyway, so any fallout from this is deserved in my opinion. Now, yeah, again, you are always going to put yourself in this box as a sports league when you take money from these gambling institutions, right? Because if you thought it was, if, if, if you woke up today and thought, man, Isaiah Rogers only started uh, sports betting after the league started taking the gambling dollars, you would be foolish. Right, guys probably been sports betting for for a pretty long time, right? There are players that are probably betting now that are you know are betting on other sports or you know betting in the off season on things when they're away from the, the team facility, betting on you know baseball in the summer or whatever the case may be that have been betting for a, an extended period of time. So they've been doing this for a while. So it's not solely related, but that's what the leagues have to warn against. That's what the leagues are protecting against. This insider trading kind of narrative. At least it's just on a fundamental level. I don't think it's right. Yeah, I mean, Jamie says, former high school Bodog Bovada betters like myself. I mean, I mean, that's the kind of point that I'm making is if you don't think players have been betting, you know, offshore or they've they've got a guy that they've been betting with on other things for but before this, I think you're foolish. And I think that's why the league had to put their their gambling policy in place to protect against this, because they need to they it can't they need this to look right. They need this to look like they are doing everything in their power to be a league that is above board and it doesn't have any impropriety. And so that to me is kind of the big takeaway here is I think you're going to see a strong push for the NFL, the NFLPA to reemphasize these rules, to go through them again, to allow players to ask questions. Um, There was a quote. I know I read it in the pre-show. I don't think I read it here during the actual show. There was a quote here that I'll read that I think shows you that there might be more to come here. This is a quote. I'm going to try to source the person who read the the quote, and then we'll get out of here on a a, a Tuesday. This is from the athletic story. In fact, this is from the athletic story that I I referenced earlier. And so now I have the story, and I'm going to um, get, get the quote here for you. Okay, I've got it. Both agents said that since the April suspensions, they have heard from players confessing they know they now know they violated the league gambling policy. Quote, I have a player who has said to me, I bet from the facility $3 or $5 bets on other sports, end quote, said the second veteran agent who asked for and was granted anonymity so that his client could not be identified. Quote, he said, what do I do? I said, quote, don't volunteer anything, but if somebody asks you, you have to be honest. They likely have evidence. So if you don't think that there are more players than there have been already suspended or are being investigated for this stuff. There is an example for you of it not being the case. Now, in this athletic story, one of the questions that they asked the players was, has your team done more to educate you on the policy since the April suspension, since the Jameson Williams and Stanley Berry Hill suspensions? I will read to you some of these player responses. Um... One player said yes. The head coach said that there was another investigation. Another player said they put like informative sheets in our locker. They just cleared up the rules and that may have come from the PA. I didn't really look at it. I don't sports bet, so it didn't have any relevance to me. Another player said my position coach said something. 
Uh, and another player said they definitely clarified it a lot more with more uh, with the material that they that they gave us. Everything was pretty much the same from last year. They just made a bigger deal with the whole gambling thing in general. They threw out some examples out there and said they can track the platforms like track logins and locations so you get caught digitally now. And so you've got players saying that since the April suspensions, there's been a little bit more. A positional coach saying something, some pamphlets being handed out. But to me, I don't think that's enough because clearly there's more stuff that's been going on here since we started. And so I... I think that you are going to see workshops be held, summits be held, whatever they're going to call this, and you're going to see NFL leadership, you're going to see NFL PA leadership, you're going to see team leadership throughout training camp at all 32 teams reinforcing these rules. They might start going to camps now, right? Mandatory mini camps have already started. I wonder if the league's not putting something together where they're going to be going to all these different places to reinforce this. But for the NFL, this is a bad look. Does it hurt the bottom line? No, probably not. But it is a very, very bad look, and I think there's going to be a reaction to it, and I think there needs to be. There needs to be something that's done. And, And we're going to give Bailey the last word on this before we get out of here. He says, Calvin really got suspended for a year for betting. That should have made others read the rules. Agree 100%. Agree 100%. Players at the end of the day are ultimately responsible for their own behavior. And if there's somebody that is going to be, um, if they're a player that knows they like the sports bet, then they should absolutely have checked the rules after what happened with Calvin Ridley to make sure they weren't put in a situation where they were even potentially going to be investigated for uh, violating the gambling policy. And so for me, it's a common sense thing, but there can be some some reinforcements from leadership um, that can that can help out here to help maybe mitigate this and help uh, tone down at least the number of investigations that the NFL has to do here to be able to look into this because you don't want this to continue to be an issue. The NFL does not want to have to keep opening investigations into players potentially violating the gambling policy every three, four, five months. That's not a good look for the league. And ultimately, over time, I think that would hurt if there was a, a, you know, a number of them that continued to come out. But if they're able to get this under wraps and it can go away, then no, I don't think this will be a, a, a bad look and will hurt the, the, the league long term. A, uh, a bit of a news edition of the show here today. We're getting back to the positional rankings tomorrow. We've got offensive linemen on tomorrow's show. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to us in the podcast feed, we would greatly do appreciate it. Um, please share the show with a friend, uh, co-worker, loved one, somebody you think that would enjoy uh, this football talk each and every day. We would greatly appreciate it as we continue to grow uh, before the start of the 2023 college and pro seasons and the 2024 draft cycle. We've got a lot of fun things planned for this show over the next couple of months. We're having fun throughout the summertime, but we are going to have so much fun during the season. We would love for you to be on board. We'd love you to get some more people on board to continue to grow this show. If you're watching us over on the YouTube side of things, please give the video a thumbs up. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You can join us on the YouTube feed Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go live over on the YouTube side of things. You can always catch us on demand as well. We've got an entire TDN Daily playlist ready for you with all of the shows that we do. So you can go back and catch the backlog if you want to see the video version of well as well. And then you get to be a part of the post show if you join the live version as well, which we're going to get into here in just a second. So I appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day. Hope everybody has a great rest of their Tuesday. We'll see you all tomorrow.